Hello there, and thank you for joining me for episode 190 of Just One More Row, hosted by me, Dana of Unwind. The sponsor for the July and August period of 6 and 20 is also me. Check out my available yarns at unwindyarncompany.com, my cups at unwindoriginals.etsy.com, or my Color Street nail polish strips at pamperednailsbydana.com. Hey there, everybody. Hope you've had a good start to your July now that we're two-thirds of the way through it. Um, I had meant to record last week, but things have just been kind of crazy, and in the mornings I try to get a bunch of work done right before Madeline gets up, so I haven't had much of a time to sit down and record. And now uh, I got everything done a little early this morning, so I thought I would go ahead and sit down and get an episode out. So yay! I have, uh, it's been really, really hot here in Chattanooga for the last few weeks. Um, it seems like every time it rains, it just gets steamier. Um, I know last night I checked the weather at about 11 o'clock and it was still 80 degrees outside, a real feel of almost 90 and 87% humidity. So we're a little miserable. We've not been going outside very much because we just absolutely cannot stand the temperatures. (laughs) So yeah, we're doing a lot of indoor stuff. Um, Madeline and I had a jammy day on Monday where we um, we watched musicals and ate junk food so it was super fun <laughs> my poor husband's in the uh, in the our dining room which is set up as his office since he's still working from home um, trying to get work done while she and I are singing along to the greatest showman and newsies <laughs> and Hamilton and all that it was really it was really fun um, but you know we, we got to make our fun when we can have it right Alright, so underway, speaking of Madeline, I have picked up her flax again. This is a free pattern by Tin Can Knits. If you haven't checked out the uh, free pattern collection from Tin Can Knits that includes flax and the barley hat and the rye socks and several other things, um, they're a really great learn to knit resource if you have any newer knitters in your life that need to learn about some about basic knitting techniques or if you just want something that doesn't take a whole lot of uh, bandwidth in between your more complicated projects. This collection's really great. I think it's called the Simple Collection. But this is the sweater, and it is, as all Tin Can Knits sweater patterns, it goes from newborn all the way up to um, fairly large circumference for a larger adult. I am knitting her, actually, I couldn't even tell you. I think I'm knitting. The six to seven year old size because I wanted it to be able to fit her a little longer. Now I'm knitting the five to six year old size, so um, but it is still it's it's significantly bigger than she is, which is good because she's growing really fast. We've started to notice um, that her her pants are all too short all of a sudden, and all of her shorts, and and I just bought all that like right at the beginning of summer, so we're going through a growth spurt apparently. But, um, yeah, so she's, um, I'm making the sweater for her. I'm knitting Nutmeg Fibers Cottage, which is a really wonderful yarn. I love this yarn. It is a worsted weight, 180 yards to 100 grams, 100% merino. It is not super wash, which is okay. I know how to wash woolies, so I'm not super worried about that. Hopefully that won't come into play here. But 
It is a, um, it is milled at the Echo View Fiber Mill, which is in North Carolina. Um, I know my spinning group that I used to be in in Knoxville, um, they, they get most of their fleeces processed there and stuff. So it's really nice that this is um, a semi-local piece. And so I supported some local makers when I purchased this yarn. And it is actually... Um, the, the yarn that I'm using is naturally dyed and it was dyed with rosewood and iron. So I had three skeins of it just as a refresher in case you're new or you haven't, I didn't talk about this much for the last little bit. Um, I had three skeins that I had purchased that were all dyed at the same time. But as with most hand dyed yarns and especially naturally dyed yarns, this, um, they were all slightly different. So after polling the crowd with my knitting group, they all said that they think that I should start with the lightest color at the top, fade to the mid, the mid-level color in the middle, and then do the darkest color at the bottom. So that's what I've done. And, um, there is a significant difference between color two and color three. Color one and color, or skein one and skein two were, were slightly, slightly off. Um, skein two was, was slightly darker, but skein three is like significantly darker. So, um, it's going to be an interesting look. I'm, I'm pleased with it so far. I, um, but I had a little moment the other day where I was so sad. <laughs> I, for some reason, had built this up in my head that this sweater was way farther along than it was when I put it down. And so I pulled it out thinking, I just have like two inches left and then I get to knit the bottom ribbing and I pulled it out and it was about seven inches left before I knit the bottom ribbing. So that was a little devastating, but you know, we do what we have to. I, it's not, it's been nice, like just comfort knitting because I'm really just knitting stockinette in the round for the body on this, that this sweater does not have any body shaping. So it's, it's really pretty. It's turned out really nice. And, um, so I'm probably, I don't know, maybe an inch and a half now away from the bottom ribbing. I decided to extend it just a little bit further. I would rather it be a little bit too long and give her some room to grow into it than for it to be too short. Because then it just looks like you're wearing somebody's clothes that got shrunk. So that's what I'm working on right now. And to be totally honest, I've been completely monogamous since I picked it back up. Because I've finished three things since the last time I recorded. And I know you guys are going to be shocked because I haven't had one thing most of the time I've recorded this year. So I did finish my socks number one for 2020. Those were the ones that I was making out of the color wheel end of the day self-striping yarn, which the color wheel no longer dies, but she's my friend Amanda. And um, I'd gotten this skein from her when she was closing up shop and it, um, I did get them done. And they look great and they fit great and I was really excited because one of my crafty bingo squares for this year was to knit two pair of adult socks so that was number one and then I finished my scotch broom that I was talking about last time it was actually a super fast knit I knit it in 13 days and that was so shocking but it turned out really great. Um, I still need to block it because I have it, but you know what? It's finished and that's what matters, right? Um, we've been reorganizing our guest room, so I don't really have a place to block things right now. So I'll talk about that in a minute. The third thing I finished, there's a little backstory here. Tiffany, the project bag, my best friend, and I had a conversation back right after Christmas this past year 
about how we really wanted to make some Christmas socks, but we didn't want to knit them, try to knit them in the middle of the holiday season because it seemed like things always got super busy and we never got them done. And if you've been a listener for a while, you'll remember that I was knitting my Advent wrap ahead, trying to keep ahead of the people who had purchased my Advent for Unwind so that I could show what the colorways look like knit up, but where I wasn't actually like I, I was working ahead of them so that I could show on the day when they were opening things in December so I didn't have time in December to knit any socks so um, we had made a pact that starting on July 1st we were going to start Christmas in July socks and I already had the yarn caked up because I had intended to knit it for this past year for Christmas it was the Kirby Warby 2019 Christmas and Vacation Advent Skein and I loved the concept of this because she took some of my absolute favorites from my absolute favorite Christmas movie and dyed stripes into a 24 stripe skein that matched those scenes. So all of them had a quote and there was a legend that came with it that was super funny. And um, she's actually, by the way, doing a new one for Shit's Creek that's coming out this, uh, she's doing pre-orders for it starting this Saturday. So if you like that kind of thing, great one to get I'm definitely getting that one because I love Schitt's Creek but anyway so I already had that Christmas Christmas vacation yarn skeined up so I cast on on July 1st and I knit these as afterthought heel socks I knit one full repeat of the color progression and then I used um, some of the leftovers from Madeline's apple picking sweater where I had um, made the little sock arms by Stephanie Lotvin out of mustache yarns, apple picking, and a coordinate that's, that Stacy had dyed for me. Um, I knit that uh, for Madeline and I had a little bit left. I had just enough to do heels and toes in these socks. So my heels and toes are like a taupey color that has little blips of colors in it. And then the delightful, bright, crazy, self-striping goodness in those um in those Christmas vacation socks. So I did get those done. So I have now crossed off my bingo square for knitting two pair of adult socks this year. So that is really super exciting. Um, I am, I'm just having a ball with that. And, uh, so yeah, I've now almost, because one of my other goals is to use up of over a thousand yards in each quarter. So I have through the end of September, but I'm already at like 500 yards for the for the quarter, and it's still just just July. So this is going to be a good year for knitting, I think. Um, I just I don't know. I I lost my mojo for a while, like right when we went into lockdown. Um, I I lost my mojo. I didn't really want to knit. I didn't really want to do anything, to be totally honest. So um, it feels nice to want to do things again. That's nice. Oh, and I guess I should also say, um, in concluded, I finished a skein of hand spun. I, and I forgot to put it in the show notes. I participated in FiberShare this year. And if you have, are plugged into that community or were a participant or maybe just follow the Instagram account, they did postpone our swaps for a while just because um, of COVID and, and trying to keep people safe because, you know, at the time we weren't sure how things were being transmitted and if it could be transmitted on the mail. So they told us to, to hold off on it. And um, then they, they told us to go ahead and, and ship stuff and that our ship date was at the beginning of, of July. So I had a really awesome partner and she lives um, 
out in uh, the western part of the United States in an area that I have personally never been to, which I love to have a partner that lives somewhere that I've never, I don't have any experience with or anything like that. I really, I really love that. But I will say um, that uh, putting together a package that is of things that are local to me or special to me that I want to share with that person, that's, that's part of why I do Fiber Share because I love to... I love to share some of myself with my partner. And so I had already dyed her some yarn and I was happy with the yarn that I had dyed for her, but I kept looking at her package and I had some other things that I really, I had planned to send her some tea from the local tea room that Madeline and I've been to a few times, um, a tea strainer, um, some moon pies because why not? I live in Chattanooga and that's where moon pies are made. So that's definitely something that's special to this area. And I had gotten her, um, from a friend's mom, um, some Tennessee pearls, which are, uh, freshwater pearls. And it was just a single strand, but they were, they were really pretty. And they had, um, some dyed pearls, some dyed freshwater pearls in there with it in rainbow color. So they were just really pretty and, and kind of unique. So I had that, but I just didn't feel like it was enough. So I went digging through my fiber stash. And one of the things that I had was a, um, underweight braid of, Superwash BFL in my teeny bikini colorway. And you know, I've not dyed fiber in two, over two years now. So I was uh, really excited about the opportunity to spin something up for her. So I just spent a quick two ply. It ended up being like a heavy sport weight, but I was really excited because I got something done and it felt nice. And it was, I did it on the Susie, which I haven't used in a while. So that was kind of jump-started my love back for spinning. And I've also, <laughs> I guess I should have put this in underway, but I, I have actually been spinning on some baby Cormo that Tiffany and I both got some of at the Smoky Mountain Fiber Arts Festival in 2019. And it is an undyed, like pale caramel brown. And it is just so lovely and soft. And we both ended up getting kind of weird quantities because the shepherd's husband was ringing us up and I think we were talking to each other and he got confused and he rang us both up for like a weird amount like I think I ended up with seven ounces and Tiffany ended up with five so we both were I think wanting six or five or, or six or four I can't remember but anyway it was kind of funny so she's already done with hers she's already spun it and plied it so I'm still working on mine. I probably have about another quarter of it left to go, but I've been spinning on it pretty much every day for 15 to 30 minutes. I've been giving some time to it. I've just left my Susie out in the living room, which, you know, is something that I was not willing to do when Madeline was younger than she is now because I didn't want her messing with my wheel. But I think it's just she's so used to seeing it now that it's just like a piece of furniture and she doesn't care. <laughs> so that's been kind of fun. Um... But yeah, I've been, I've been working on, um, I've been working on that baby Cormo, um, and I haven't decided what I'm going to do with it. I'm spinning it all into one bobbin. I'm going to Navajo ply it, but I don't know if I'm going to dye it or if I'm going to knit something with it in the color that it is, but it's just such a plain color. <laughs> I don't know that I want to do that. I don't know. If you have any suggestions, there's pictures of it on my Instagram. I even equated it to my husband because, you know, my husband's favorite color is beige. Yes, I know. A dyer's husband's favorite color is beige. It's insane. So, I think I may dye it, but I don't know how or what colors. So, if you have any suggestions, let me know. Um, taking a break. 
I have not touched my hug shot shawl. To be totally honest, I, I got really bored with it. And I know that that's really silly, but um, I do want it. I do intend to finish it because it will still count for the end of the wool spotlight knit along. And um, it's a huge amount of yardage because it's two full size skeins of my uh, journey socks. So I do want to get it done, but uh, I just don't want to work on a shawl right now. I don't know. I'm just not in the mood for that. <laughs> and incoming, I still intend to start my V-back tee uh, in DK by Jamie Hoffman. I've got my yarn pulled. I'm ready to go. I'll be honest, I just did not want to start that without having Madeline's sweater done. I just wanted to finish it. I'm, you know, I'm in a finishing things mood. And you know, if you've been listening for a while, that doesn't happen a whole lot. So I'm just gonna, you know, seize the day here. Maker's Moment. Uh, I am still working my way through making a bunch of custom cups and I'm going to be doing a shop update this weekend in my cups shop on Etsy unwindoriginals.etsy.com if you are interested in taking a look. I've got some fun ones made up. I've got a couple more that are still in process that are going to get posted. Um, but if you want a custom cup, it's a good time to ask me because I only have a couple in my work queue right now and I would love to make you one. I know the Leslie Jordan cups have been like crazy popular. I've had three requests for those in the last 24 hours. So I have a bunch more of those clear casts. If you would like a Leslie Jordan cup, I can make you one. Not a problem. But um, if you'd like to see mine, you can go look on um, my Instagram. I posted it. I do have one myself. And I have a brand new style cup that I'm just crazy about because it's kind of a hybrid. And I love this. It's a 12 ounce double walled stainless steel can koozie called a coolzy. And it has a plastic ring that fits over the top of your can that screws down and it leaves enough space for your mouth to touch the can and not be all over the outside of your coolzy, which I love. Um, but, you know, they're able to be completely decorated the way that I do all the rest of my cups with glitter or alcohol ink or vinyl, whatever you want. And then they also, in an, as an alternative to the plastic ring and the, for the can usage, it actually is going to come with a screw-on drink lid, like a regular cup too, so you can use it for a drink. And the lids are really awesome. They're slide lock lids and also have a straw hole. I do not actually have straws for these cups, but if you're like me, you have a gajillion stainless steel ones that you can use. But anyway, these are going to be brand new. I've got a couple of them that I'm working on right now for the update. So I would love to show you what those are like when I get them done. So yay! I think the update likely will be either Saturday or Sunday. I haven't set an official date yet because I've got a couple of cups that are curing and I want to let them get finished before I list them. So yay! In my ears. I just finished Andrea Vernon and the Superhero Industrial Complex, which is the sequel to the one that I talked about on the last episode. I just love those books so much. This one was just really funny. I think, you know, when you're listening to an audiobook, so much comes down to the skill of the person who is the reader and the person who... Been, uh, Bendy Turpin, the one who reads these books, is just talented as all get out. So I highly recommend them, especially if you like superhero stuff, if you like um, underdog stories, if you like uh, girl power stories, anything like that. I think you'll really like that series. The newest Dresden Files book, Peace Talks, just came out and I'm about to start it. 
I've been going back and re-listening to the short story compilations, which is Briefcases and um, I don't remember what the other one is. I'm currently listening to it. So Side Jobs. Side Jobs was the short story compilation that came through, came out first, and Briefcases was the newer one. I really like both of them. They have a different tone. Both of them do, but Harry Dresden is Harry Dresden, so love that. But really looking forward to Peace Talks. Um, haven't haven't started it yet, but I can't wait. And then there's another new one coming out in November, so we're not going to have so long to wait between books if you're a fan of the series like I am. Um, in the interest of full disclosure, there's my little disclaimer here. Um, the above links to books are Amazon Associates links. If you click on them and make a purchase, I will receive a small payment, but it does not cost you anything to use those links. I appreciate you doing your Amazon shopping via those links because even if you don't buy the particular items that I've mentioned, any item you buy during that browsing session will generate a small amount of money for me, which I then use to pay for prizes, shipping, etc. So, yay, definitely. Let's let's use those links if possible. I really appreciate that so much. I mean, even just, you know, a small purchase here or there using those links really does add up and helps me to be able to um, defray some of the costs of the podcast. Now, I almost didn't even want to talk about this, but I feel like because I brought it up last time, I do need to tell you all uh, what we decided for where the wild things are regarding Madeline's school options. Um, we really feel like we were kind of put in an impossible decision position. Um, we had three options available to us this year. The first was a phase in in-person schooling option where they basically base what phase the school system is in based on how many active cases of COVID we have in this area at any given point. Phase Four is, well, phase one is everybody's on distance learning because the contagion level is too high. Uh, phase two is they have educational cohorts. Kids go to school two days a week. They're in the same group with the same kids the whole time. So um, say in a class of 20, you would have that split into two groups and one group would go on Monday and Tuesday. Wednesday is a deep cleaning day for teachers and staff. And Thursday and Friday is a um, Thursday and Friday is the second cohort's school days. So the other three days, when your child is not there in person, they are doing virtual learning at home. Phase three is, and by the way, phase two and phase three both involve everybody wearing masks all day long, no exceptions. Um, phase three is everybody is there together, but they're all wearing masks and there's limited related arts and they have to take it in shifts. And then, um, phase four is there are no restrictions because there has been less than 20 cases of COVID diagnosed in 30 days. So, um, the other options were virtual school, which the school system is still in the process of setting up, um, you can do virtual school and, and you're required to be online particular times and, and turn in work at, on time and uh, participate in Zoom discussions and observe lesson lectures and, and stuff like that. So, And then the third option is to withdraw your child from the school system altogether and homeschool using the homeschooling program of your choice. So 
Chris and I had a long conversation with his parents because I, as I've told you guys before, um, they have health concerns that we are deeply concerned about the possibility of her exposing them to COVID or us to COVID because, you know, as you know, I have um, autoimmune issues and, and chronic illness that um, would make me more susceptible as well. But um, looking at the options, we have decided to send her back. And a lot of that is because she needs interaction in an environment different than the one that she's in at home. We've had a lot of behavior problems since March, since she's been home with us. And we largely attribute it to a lack of social pressure in her life. And she needs to be around other kids to learn how to be a human being that people want to be around. Um, You can love your child and not like what they're doing. And that's the position we're in right now. And um, we had to make this decision also because if... I virtual school her, I will not be able to work. And I own three businesses and um, I've worked too hard to get where I am to give that up. And also we need it because we are attempting to make some real strides towards paying down debt as a family and get ourselves in a better financial position. And we've worked really hard to get to where we are. And if I am unable to work, for seven hours a day in the middle of the day because of having to constantly supervise her education, then it is going to mean that something is going to have to give. And um, Chris can't do that because he is, you know, has a, has a job that requires, um, you know, him be on the computer for long hours at a time and he cannot split his focus and supervise her at the same time as do his job. His job is too, <laughs> to be honest, his job is too important. He can't do that. He would not do an adequate job if he did that. And, um, you know, I, I can only go without so much sleep <laughs> and I can't stay up crazy hours trying to get my work done in the hours that she is not in school. That's just not possible. So, We are choosing to send her back, and I do ask that if you disagree with my decision that you keep it to yourself, because unless you've walked a mile in my shoes, you don't know how I feel right now, and please don't do that, because I know it's just, it's real common for people to have real high opinions on this, and I understand that you may not agree with me, but I'm just asking you to please respect the fact that this was not a decision to make, and I feel like we were between a rock and a hard place, and we are not happy that we're having to do this, but it is what we have to do for our family. Um... And to be totally honest, right now, if they were to go back right this minute, we are in phase two, which would mean she will be home three days a week doing virtual school anyway. So I'm still not going to be able to work full schedule like I need to. But, you know, we're going to make the best of it. I'm just going to have to start working weekends again. And um, that was one thing that I had really enjoyed um, about this year prior to all this was I had gotten myself to the point where I was no longer working on weekends. I was actually able to spend time with them and that's not going to be possible anymore. But, you know, we all have to do what we have to do. And this is an unprecedented time with um, struggles. We, none of us ever pictured ourselves facing. So it's not easy. Um, but I feel like it's what's best for my child. And we've already been practicing about wearing masks and we've instituted a new, um, reward system for her keeping her hands out of her mouth because that is something that she just unconsciously does is sucks on her fingers so we're trying to teach her not to do that and um, it's making her start thinking about what she's doing which is the point 
so hopefully that will that will continue to be a you know better habit forming situation but um I mean guys I'm not happy I'm not happy about the fact that my child is going to be going out and being exposed to people that I don't know what they're doing in their off hours from school I'm not thrilled about this but it is what's necessary for my daughter's social development and it is what's necessary for our family's finances because we can't do without my income right now so we will just see what happens but um you know as I said you know messages of support are always welcome but if you don't agree with me please keep it to yourself I appreciate that all right, moving on into the wool 2020 spotlight knit along is still in full swing. We are um, adding new sponsors periodically. We have had a few more people send us some stuff, but if you are someone who has been thinking about it, it is still not too late. They're still going to be able to purchase from you and knit things through September. So please um, consider sending us a, just a single door prize would be very welcome. We definitely appreciate that. If you are an attendee, please don't forget that you need to get your um, roommate requests submitted as soon as possible. I really appreciate that. There's a form in the email that you were sent that you need to fill out. Even if you're a person who is coming by yourself, I still would like some information on you so that I can, I can properly match you up with somebody that I think you'll get along well with. Uh, let's see what else. Okay, hear ye, hear ye. It's time for announcements. May 6 and 20 winners. I did a drawing and there were so many, a bunch of you I think must have gotten your, your, uh, your knitting mojo back <laughs> like I did. But uh, yeah, there was a, a bunch of you who had actually done some, uh, done some serious, serious knitting. And uh, so there were a total of 56 projects submitted so yay for y'all I'm proud of you so the prize this time there were two there are two winners and that is because Tiffany is going to give each of you a bag of your choice from her Etsy shop the project bag and it is linked in the show notes so without further ado the two winners are M Stanton and I now our so congratulations to both of you please send Tiffany a message you can send it via her Etsy shop just make sure and identify yourself or you can send it via Ravelry and let her know that you um, have heard that you are a winner and let her know your choice of bag from her shop. So, and as always, thank you so much to Tiffany for being an amazing friend and support of the podcast. I appreciate you. Um, July and August, I just put the thread up because I'm a bum. I apologize, but make sure that you, you know, if you finished anything that you started since the beginning of this month, you are of course, very welcome to go ahead and put that in the thread. Um, I am the prize donator for this month and I'm going to donate a, um, a single pattern of value up to $10 to a winner. So if you, there's a small collection or a pattern you would like to purchase, I would be, uh, you would like for me to purchase for you. I will buy that for you if you are the winner for July and August. So get those pattern, get those projects in. I can't wait to see what you guys make. And thank you for to everybody for playing along. If you didn't win, I appreciate you guys continuing to support the podcast. Nikki knit along. Uh, Nikki Noggins knit along is still in its fourth year. Check out the thread on the Ravelry group for all the details. And I hope you'll consider knitting a hat or two. I did have a couple of people ask me for my address, and they haven't sent anything yet. So I don't want to bug you if you're one of those people, but I have not received anything. So um, 
this is just a warning that, you know, if you sent something, I haven't gotten it. So hopefully things aren't lost in the mail. And if you haven't sent it yet, no worries. But um, I would like to collect those by um, right before the retreat. Um, I would really like for them to be here by the 15th of September, just so that I can I can have them ready to take and donate after we get back from Into the Wool. Uh, Color Street site, um, we have had two collections released since I last talked to you guys. We had a summer splash collection, which was neons and fun brights. And then we just had the Stylist Lab collection launched last week, which was actually um, sets that were designed by stylists who won the opportunity to do so at our conference last year in Orlando. So really fun. I, um, I have some of all of these in my on-hand stock. Or you can always go to the website and make a purchase. There, um, everything except for French is buy three, get the fourth set for free. And then French sets are buy one, get one free. And if you haven't tried Color Street yet, I would love to send you a sample. Um, I, I get every time I talk about it, I get like a person or two that decides to ask. And it always makes me so happy uh, because I love sharing how amazing this product is. So if you would like to give it a shot, I would love to send you a sample just um click the link in the show notes and fill out my sample request form and I'll get that out. Tiffany's podcast is on YouTube. If you have not checked her out yet, she's on a once a month recording schedule now. Um, she's also been facing the uh, frustration of not having a whole lot of interest in knitting other than just like a thing or two. Uh, so <laughs> it's kind of like listening to me and you guys already listened to me. So I hope you'll give her a shot. Um, she's a video podcast. You get to actually see the stuff she's talking about without having to click through show notes. But anyway, I hope you'll give her a shot. She's super fun and um, I think you'll enjoy it. Well, I guess that's pretty much it for me. I've rambled quite a bit, so I hope you guys are having a wonderful July, and I will talk to you in a couple weeks. Bye.